0: welcome to the build your house podcast build your house is designed to give you the tools you need to disciple your family each monday during the school year we will be taking time to talk about real issues that we are facing with real answers from the word of god thank you so much for joining us Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in again to the Build Your House podcast. We're so excited that you have chosen to listen to us. We hope that we are not a burden or a bore. I have a couple of guests with me today in the studio, which looks strangely similar to our conference room upstairs in our main building on campus. Uh, I have the pleasure of Brother Mahoney's company and Brother Senior Keating's company. Brother Mahoney, how are you doing today? I'm doing well and grateful for this opportunity. I'm telling you, I missed an opportunity to call your name the way I usually call it, but it's all right. I don't know that would everybody would understand what's going on. Oh, man. And Brother Keating, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing fine. Brother Storey, I'm better known as Poppy on the first podcast. Poppy, fair enough. And I'm glad to be here with the Brethren today.
0: Man, I'm excited to be a part of the Brethren. Oh, man. Uh, as you all heard last week, uh, I wanted to do this month working through a couple of phrases that we tend to say in church or in Christianity in general. And there are things that maybe not everybody fully understands, and we want to kind of tap into those a little bit, and or maybe not tap in, but dive into those a little bit and see if we can better explain what they mean to the folks at home. And, of course, help you explain to people that might ask you some questions. The phrase we're going to tackle today is being covered in the blood or another way some people say it sometimes is being washed in the blood. Now, gentlemen, that's something if you say that to a total stranger, you'll probably garner some terrible looks. (laughs) You know, being washed in the blood does not sound appeasing to (laughs) people who don't understand what's happening. So, Brother Mahoney, we'll start with you. Uh, First question we'll shoot with is for you personally, what is the significance or what does the phrase being covered or washed in the blood mean to you?
2: Well, it means divine protection Uh, from a boy, and I was raised in a pastor's home. Uh, We talked a lot about the blood and uh, how it covers, how it protects, how it must be involved in worship, take it all the way back to the Garden of Eden, and the blood's involvement In the life of Israel, and then the Gentiles, Uh, we're talking about Jesus' blood uh, that makes such a difference with everything that it touches. It's an ingredient that you can't do without in your relationship with God. Right. Right. It's like a woman making a chocolate cake. There are some things you can do without, but there are some things that you actually have to have. Uh, you have to have the blood in your life. The, the book of Hebrews makes the statement, without shedding of blood is no remission. That means the blood is involved in your salvation. Ah, right. It's not a... Uh, Mystical thing. Uh, it may sound it at first, but getting covered by the blood, just like Israel uh, had to put the blood of the lamb on the doorposts and the uh, upper posts of their house uh, in right. Genesis chapter 11 and 12 before they left Egypt. They had to Exodus have Exodus 11 and 12. Exodus, Sorry. yes. What did I you say? You said Genesis. Genesis. <laughs> That's a it, totally different story. Def- definitely. I don't
0: understand what these people are saying. <laughs> De- definitely.
2: But the blood had to be involved with them. It was not uh, the location of their house. Right. It was not the kind of house they lived in. The difference maker mm-hmm. was the blood.
0: Right. And I, I love that you're bringing up the, the precedent that was set in the Old Testament. The, the blood of bulls and goats, you know, Scripture tells us that's not going to cut it anymore. It's not going to do the job. But the principle of putting the spotless lamb's blood on the doorpost so that the death angel wouldn't kill their children, that was a type and shadow of your salvation is going to come through the applying Excellent. of the blood of the lamb. Of course, we know the blood of the lamb is Jesus' blood. Uh, Brother Keating, what does that phrase mean to you—the covering of the blood or the washing in the blood?
1: It takes me back to First uh, John chapter one verse seven. He mm. says, "But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin." Right. Uh, it says the blood cleanseth us mm-hmm. from all sin. So if it cleanseth, present tense, then there was a point where it cleansed prior to that.
0: Ah, okay, I see.
1: When we were born again. Yes. Of water and spirit. Simply put, when you're
0: baptized,
1: just like when you take a shower or a bath, and you put soap in as the agent to cleanse your flesh.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay.
1: Then when we are buried in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission or the removal of our sins, we are cleansed because when we take His name in the water, we take the cleansing agent into the water. Right. First John said it right here, His blood cleanseth us yeah. from all our sin. That's right. Now, John was writing to the church here, and he's saying, if we'll walk in the light as He is in the light and we'll continue in fellowship with one another then the blood of Jesus Christ which cleansed you will continue right to cleanse you it will continue to remit or to remove your sins
0: yeah so there, it's what you're saying is being covered in the blood is not a one time application it is something that stays with you
1: exactly okay exactly and elsewhere the scripture says that the blood And this is a long word that most people misunderstand, that He is a propitiation in Romans 3.25 for our sins. The word propitiation simply means a covering for our sins. He's a covering for our sins. And so when we're washed in the blood of the Lamb, He covers or remits or removes our sins and they're taken away from us. That's what I see. Yeah. And really this started a very, very long time ago because when you go back to the Garden of Eden, the first thing that God did to move upon the sins of Adam and Eve was to slay an animal yep. and make a sacrifice particularly for the blood. Right. And then when He separated Israel unto a people for His name, He said, in your religion, you're going to have to constantly kill animals. yeah. And these animals are going to shed their blood. You're going to take that blood, and you're going to hold it up before God. And that blood is going to remit your sins. It's going to take care of you. And the blood carries all the way forward to the New Testament yeah. when he brings it into salvation for mankind.
0: That's awesome, man. The, the thing that I, I taught a series a couple of years ago to our Monday night Bible study students, we do that at the beginning of every year. And I I did one semester just on the blood and we talked about a bunch of different Bible verses and how it fits and, you know, some things and how, uh, try to explain it a little bit better to some of those students. But one of the things that I struggled with explaining, but it, it, it I finally found a way with that particular group is we are talking about the literal blood of Jesus, the actual blood of the man that died on the cross and the blood was let out of him in sacrifice for our sins. Because the Bible tells us if you sin, you have to pay with your life. You have to die. Your blood has to be shed. And of course, you're allowed to sin anytime you want. You just have to die for it. So we are dealing with a literal man's blood. But In everything we're discussing and what we're seeing in Scripture, especially there in John, we're not talking about his literal blood being on us. We're talking about, um, let's say, like a plane ticket. If Jesus bought everyone plane tickets to this one particular flight, and he used his blood to pay for it, when we collect our ticket, it is because of the blood we have that ticket. So the blood covered the purchase of our tickets. So the literal blood is real. It is actual real blood. But we don't actually have to put any real blood on, because when it was shed, that's the moment when it, was, it, it purchased all of the freedom of anybody that would come to Christ. Acts says, as many as the Lord our God shall call, you know, as, as many come to him. So for me, covered in the blood is more like covering a tab. Like if I go to a restaurant, and then in the middle of my stay there, somebody comes up and says, hey, the guy at the other table covered your meal. His money was real and it did purchase my meal. I didn't mean for that to rhyme. <laughs> but I'm covered by his money, even though I never had to physically put my hands on it. What I needed was taken care of by what he did. So in my head, I go to you know covering somebody else. You're you're at a you know, you're in a line at a McDonald's and you say, I'll pay for mine and the person behind me, I'm gonna cover their meal. That's where my brain goes immediately. But of course when somebody's using the phrase washed in the blood. It's a little hard to explain outside of baptism. I love that you mentioned the the blood being the the agent in the baptism. You know, uh, I heard a chills ministry years ago. He would get kids to the baptism and he would say, do you see anything in there? There's no sin. There's no nothing. It's the name that does it all. <coughs> Pardon me. But the explanation of the name ferrying the blood to the moment, paying for that remission already. That's awesome, man.
1: When you take the name in the water, you take the blood in the water. When you take the blood in water, you've just taken the cleansing agent into the water.
0: It's so cool. I was looking at the other day, uh, somebody mentioned, and I've never noticed this before. This is probably old school news to the two of you, or old news to the two of you. Pardon me. But in Hebrews 6, it starts out with the seven fundamental doctrines. And I've never one time caught this ever and it mentions in those seven the two baptisms, the baptism of the water, the baptism of the Spirit, what God talks to Nic- Jesus talks to Nicodemus about in the garden in John 3. And the water baptism, of course, we understand to be the water baptism, going underneath the water, type of shout, being buried. That's our part in the gospel. And then the blood baptism, the second baptism, the fire baptism, is the Holy Ghost. And when Jesus' side is pierced after he dies, blood and water come out. So he's providing the agent for both baptisms, the one for the water and the one for the blood, which just, that just went off because of what you said right there. Um, So Brother Mahoney, uh, last question for you. If someone is asked how to explain the covering or the washing of the blood of Jesus to someone that maybe doesn't go to church at all, or doesn't really understand the significance of it, What are a couple of key phrases that you would suggest people use? I like to use the word covering
2: and protection. Yes. And uh, a a wall Mm, Okay. uh, to separate you from things that you don't want in your life, things that you don't need in your life, Uh. aspects of your life that are not profitable. Right. But seen through the blood, those things look very, very different. Yes. And uh, while there is no literal blood shed, we know how that it is applied to us, as Brother Keating said, through baptism. And when you're, you're talking about uh, a covering, a protection, a fence, a, a, a surrounding wall. We have to have that Yes. Uh, in all of our life. And nothing, there's an old song that said, nothing, but, nothing the blood but the
0: blood Yeah. can do that. That's a great song, man. That's a good point. Brother Keating, as we sign off, what would you do to help equip people to better explain what are some key phrases you would use in explaining the blood of jesus outside of scripture
1: well the blood of jesus is a part of the redemptive plan of god mm-hmm. if you're making a first move to god then somewhere you have to come to the understanding that i need god and i need to be redeemed i need to be bought
0: right ah
1: that's what redemption
0: is it's yeah. buy back Okay.
1: It's buyback.
0: Buyback. I and like And Colossians
1: 1.14 says we have redemption. We're bought. And we're bought, it says, through the blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Now, we've already established that when you take the name in the water, you take the blood in the water. When you take the blood in the water, you take the cleansing agent into the water. Yeah. And earlier we learned that it's for the remission. It's for the covering. Right. It's for the removal of sins. And that's why yeah. we go down in water, for the water serves as a covering. And it says here in Colossians 1.14, even the forgiveness of sins. Right. Yeah, In the original Greek language, and I don't want to get deep here, but, <laughs> but the one Greek word, aphison, tells us that remission and forgiveness are the same thing. Yeah. So when he remits them, when he removes them, he also is forgiving us. Right. It's sort of like when I was a little bitty boy, and my mom would get these green stamp books, SNH green stamps. And she would go to the store, and every time she made purchases, they would give her little green stamps, and she would take them home and stick them in her book. And when the book was filled up, she went to the S&H Green Redemption Store. That's what it was Uh, called. It was the Redemption Center. And she would walk down the aisles, and every item in those aisles would tell you how many books that you would have to have if you wanted to walk out of the store with that item. And she would take her books in and see whatever would match according to to what she would want that she could wow. spend her books on. Well, Jesus Christ gave us the full plan of redemption. And he yeah. says, you can with this walk in and claim all right. of the
0: forgiveness that's, of your sins. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So, so a, a visual that's popped in my head, you're both coming back to the same point. It's the same coin on two different sides. What I'm getting is like when our sin, when we choose sin, or we, we have this just really just existing every morning you wake up being a human, you got to repent for that because we were born as humans. It comes down to if I have a really dirty jacket on and Jesus comes in and buys me a new jacket, he takes off the old one and puts the new one on. He has covered the price of the jacket and he yes. has covered me with the new garment and taken the old one away. Excellent. That's awesome. Gentlemen, thank you all so much for coming by. I'm so glad you came to my illustrious studio. <laughs> Oh, you're very welcome. (laughs) I couldn't, I had to fit it in somewhere. Man, thank y'all so much. And uh, if anybody else asks you to come on the podcast, make sure and let them know that I got you sandwiches today. And so they'll have to do the same. (laughs) All right, gentlemen, thank y'all at home. Thank y'all for listening. And uh, we will see y'all again next week, same time, same place, or at least for you, it'll be the same time and same place. God bless you. Goodbye.